that's right, uh I finesse my way into this game like left, right, uh Up, down, fuck you saying, what's that check, right, uh Bust downs for the whole team, what it look like, uh And shit, you could tell me Let me get to these facts Ain't no more dancing around it Everybody got that work Somehow I really doubt it Doubt it What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Competent Conversations podcast. My name is Rashard Neal, and I'm here with my co-host, Taquan Lino. What's going on, G? Chilling, bro, chilling. We just want to welcome y'all to episode three, where we're going to talk about financial freedom as well as independence. We're going to get into things such as credit and how important it is and uh, share our different views on you know, these topics, and hopefully you gain something from it. Uh, Taquan, how you doing, bro? What's, what's going on with you? How's... How's life been? Life is chill. life is cool, bro. Like, um, for the most part, I've been thinking about like ways to grow wealth and like wealth management and shit like that. You know what I mean? So that was like one of the reasons why I hit you with this topic. Like, it was figure out how we can like get this back to the people as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of times that we go through our ways in life, we don't really look at what we're doing with our money. Like, it comes in. And then it goes out, and we're just like, yo, we got the bills paid, now I got a little extra sum on the side. I was actually having a conversation with my sister about this. I was like, you know, they was talking about how Beyonce was able to snap back from having them twins or whatever, how she lost so much body weight. And I said, bro, like, if you look at it, she got all this money. So, like, the daily shit that we worry about, like, the bills that we worry about going to work for, she already got that. Her bills is paid for decades, and her kids' bills is paid for decades. So she could hire a personal trainer Somebody could work with her day in and day out so she can maintain that image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is just like one of those things where it's like, you know, they say money can't buy happiness. But I'm looking at it as like money end up buying you some time because now you don't got to go to work 40 days a week. Oh, excuse me, 40 hours a week, 80 hours salary, you know, whatever that is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, get your paycheck after two weeks, shit like that. It's like, mm-hmm. so how can we create that independence from that daily job? And I know you've been working with that. And we're going to talk about that in our next segment. But. You know, as far as like outside of entrepreneurship, how else can you create that wealth is is what I was looking into. Like wealth in what type of sense? Like outside of entrepreneurship, how can you create um, more financial freedom? Exactly. So um, one of the things I've been like dabbling into is the stock market. I know there's like a lot of people who do daily trading. I know that the cryptocurrency is like a big thing in the market as well. Um, I don't really mess with cryptocurrency. I feel like that's too volatile of a market. Like at any given moment, it could go skyrocketing high and it could go low. It's like that's a twenty-four hour cycle. So that that never stops trading. But I have been looking into certain stocks and like reading certain articles, looking at like certain financial um, documents that these companies are presenting, just to kind of get an indication of what investment would be good. But as far as like daily trading, I feel like if you start with a certain amount of money and you put it into certain stocks. At the end of the day, if that does good, you pull that back out and like try to invest in something else with a higher return type of thing. So I've been like just trying to like find a way and in, into building that financial freedom with our money that we earn because most of the time, like if you think about how many times you go to like a fast food restaurant or how many times people go to buy uh, cigarettes or alcohol or whatever, that's money that you're just giving away. And we use the cigarette smoke and we use the alcohol as like a way to cope with the fact that we don't have a lot of money. But if you amass all that that was spent. Aggregate, aggregate total, you'll find out that you put a could have put three thousand, four thousand, five thousand dollars away for something better. You know, you're five grand, but like for that whole year, if you was not drinking, smoking, et cetera, et cetera, you would have had that five grand right there. You know what I mean, 
I mean, yeah, that's a lot to unpack, but I'm going to give my best take on it. Like, I feel like one key ingredient as far as becoming successful and in this topic we're talking about financial freedom is being able to see ahead, see the long term. And that type of person can look at things as a cost or an investment. So like you said, cigarettes, you buy alcohol, even a shirt that we may wear, you know, that's a cost. We're not seeing anything back from we're not seeing anything back from that purchase. We're only going to get the value of that one thing. And it, if it's a snack or a piece of candy or some food you bought while you were out, that thing is gone in less than 30 minutes. You know, if it's a candy bar, two minutes, right? So, like, I think that someone who wants to really get to financial freedom has to master um, the ability to have multiple investments, mm-hmm. which is you're putting money out and that money comes back with friends. And that could be stock market. That could be building your own business. That could be certain foods, right? Like that could be you rather buy, you know, uh, you rather have a grocery list at Walmart opposed to going to McDonald's because it's quick and easy where Mm -hmm. not only was that a cost, it was an expense too where it just kind of is going to mess you up in the long run. But let's say Walmart is more of an investment or whatever your supermarket is. You got like some healthy foods that you stacked your card up with. This is going to add years onto your life. So that is an investment. Going to the gym mm-hmm. is an investment because, yeah, we're talking about financial freedom, but freedom in general um, and the ability to just live that life of freedom, meaning like ability, like there's no real restraints on you. You don't feel like you're forced to do things you don't want to do or live a life you don't want to live or be in a circumstance you don't want to be in, you have to look at things as investments on multiple ends, whether that's money, maybe time with family, maybe your health, uh, your time in general. Do you spend your time watching TV all day? Do you spend your Mm -hmm. time reading books instead? Do you spend time doing whatever, maybe yard work in your house to help improve your house? Do you spend time filling your brain up with good stuff opposed to things that are going to be trash and not help you? So um, if someone wants financial freedom, they have to see things that same way whether you're an entrepreneur or not. But that's why I love entrepreneur entrepreneurism as well, because how you mm-hmm. said money can't buy you happiness, well, that could be argued, I feel, because certain degrees mm-hmm. of happiness, like it's not gonna buy you self-content, it's not gonna buy you peace within peace of mind, let's say, peace within mm-hmm. yourself. But in this society that we're in, it's used as a tool to trade. If you wanna go on this vacation, Where's your value? You can't just say, hey, I'm a plumber, so I can like plumb the toilet uh, for the hotel that I'm going to stay in, and then that pays for my vacation. And that may have been like the barter system, but now it's like we have money is the thing. So you put out value into your society, you mm-hmm. get the money, and then you you use that money to do what you want. You use that money to have some form of freedom and ability. So I think that money does get you a form of happiness here because if we're homeless and have no place to live because we can't afford it and we're stuck in rainstorms and snowstorms and all different types of weather conditions have to walk everywhere it's you're going to be unhappy about that so i don't like this narrative like where people it's become so popular over years that money doesn't buy happiness which we're going to get that leads me to another topic we're going to get into about what the stories we've been told about stuff like credit um, okay. But just the fact of like the fact that money can't buy you happiness, money will make you happy to some degree in this life. And if you don't have money, you will be unhappy. I want people to wake up to that. That's just my personal belief. That doesn't mean like 
you sacrifice your soul for money that you just, you know, uh, sell out your character and, and do stuff that is not moral to you for money. But you have to understand mm-hmm. the significance and importance of it in this world. All right. So let me unpack money can't buy you happiness. So when I say that, it's more so on the lines of happiness being that emotion. It's like you kind of can't put a price on that emotion. You can't put a price on feeling joy, joyful, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I look at it in that time of, I don't know. I, I just really feel like it doesn't buy that sense of euphoria, right? But the things that you can spend money on, because like money in itself, like just having a million dollars in a bank, it does nothing. You know what I mean, you can die with ten million dollars and it just does nothing. <clears throat> but spending that money on things that help you create happiness, that's I can see how that can flow. You know, what I mean, maybe that's what you're hitting at, because the money itself is that one object, that singular object. It doesn't buy you happiness. So, and you can't go to a market and be like, "Yo, I wanted some happiness for five hundred dollars, please." Like you can't. You know what I mean? So I see that. But as far as like what you were saying with the investments, as far as buying food, I think that's where it comes where like if you're trying to create that financial freedom, you have to know where to spend your money carefully. Because like, yeah, you can go to Walmart or McDonald's. You go to McDonald's, you spend $25, you eat for one meal. You go to Walmart, you spend $25, you can eat for three meals. You can stretch that money a little bit more. And I think that kind of segues into exactly what you were saying with the stories you were talking about with the, um, the childhood stories, how we wasn't taught to spend money in a wise manner oh yeah yeah and i think like you know we could touch on that real quick so most of the time i remember um back in new york how often we ate mcdonald's it was like very rare it was like mcdonald's is like damn near red lobster and red lobster was like motherfucking uh like pf changs or some shit like that you know what i mean like like yeah it was just a crazy upper echelon restaurant like red lobster you know what i mean it was like once a year type of thing but nine times out of ten, when you go to, um, you know, McDonald's with your family, is because, like, your mom really just don't feel like cooking or you yeah, did something good. Other than that, it's always like, yo, I got McDonald's at the crib. We make you a nice little burger. You're going to eat. It's going to be a nice fulfillment. And a lot of times, like, I, I thinking about that, like, reflecting on it nowadays, I'm like, yo, McDonald's burgers is wild skinny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mom's burgers be, like, mad, you know, uh, beefy. Pause. Pause, bro. Pause. 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 <laughs> bro, you over there doing the finger measurements? Like, yo, wow, guys. Hey, around that, my fault. Wow. <laughs> hey, bro. Yo, it was like nowhere around that shit, bro. <laughs> bro, you was uh, you want a hot dog while you at it? Yo, chill, bro. Oh, barbecue out here, bro. <laughs> but anyway, it was just like she had more ingredients, it was more of a fulfillment for that uh, that time period, you know what I mean? As opposed to just getting a McDonald's burger. Nowadays you get McDonald's and it's like, yo, that shit tastes like straight cardboard, bro. Like, what y'all putting into that? Because ain't nothing in that, really. So, I think that was one way that they kind of just showed us how to spend money, <laughs> as opposed to actually telling us how to spend money. Like, they never actually set us down and been like, yo, um, here's how you do it. I feel like they've always led by a certain example. Like, even in my household, um, when we moved to PA, my dad was always like, yo, turn the lights off as soon as you're done with the lights. Um, make sure the force is not dripping extra water. And I'm like, yo, yo, bro, you're being mad cheap, bro. Like, just pay the bills. Like, who cares if the water is leaking one drop throughout the whole night? But then when that shit adds to, like, 10, 13 gallons or whatever, it's like, yo, bro, I got to pay for that. So I guess, like, in their mannerisms, they show us how to, but they never actually sit down and have that conversation with us. I'll let you have it. 
I mean, a couple things I could say about it. Like, I saved that section for you too. Like, I know it's something that you wanted to hit, so I saved that for you. So, yeah. So, like, um, what was that book I was reading? Something about the 21st century by um, Robert Kiyosaki. It was mm-hmm. like maybe business for the 21st century, something like that. That was the name of the book. And um, he was talking about either people are going to um, prioritize freedom or security. Mm-hmm. And most people prioritize security, which I actually see as a form of scarcity, meaning mm-hmm. freedom is you can have whatever you want. It's an abundant lifestyle. Security is I'm going to do how should I put this? It's like, I'm just going to make sure that everything is safe, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what happens, I just have to feel safe and be safe. And the more risk, you can't have reward if you don't take risk. You have, you have almost all the times you have to take some type of risk or chance. You have to go for that leap, right? And where I'm going with this is I feel like it could either be certain socioeconomic classes or just a mindset in general, like mm-hmm. uh, the book Think and Grow Rich talked about poverty mindset. And I feel like a lot of our parents live in a poverty mindset without thinking about it. Because when I'm sitting here at 29, I'm thinking like down the line, I want to have, I don't want money to be an issue. If my kid wants to run the water, if they want to do this, they want to do that. Like, obviously, I'm going to teach, like, certain principles. I like, don't just waste stuff for no reason. But I don't ever want to have to worry about something. How do I make that a reality? I have to bust my ass from now until. And even then, when I have more money, I'm going to have to still work hard to maintain and continue to grow, especially if I want a big family like I do. So the mindset was always freedom for me before I even knew about this book or whatever. It was like, I don't ever want to feel restrained. That's just a part of me. That's one part a key component of my actual like personality and like characteristics, like just in how I move, how I think. So I feel that our parents kind of preach that and parents today probably still preach it. That doesn't mean that like, if you're on the come up and you're trying to get to a certain level that you shouldn't be smart about, you know, watching how, how much money you spend here. Don't be excessive over here. I'm not saying don't do that, but overall, I think that if we had that, idea or mindset of freedom opposed to uh security we wouldn't live in such a scarce mindset we would let's say someone who doesn't want to go crazy with the entrepreneur journey they would have maybe a full-time job and they have at least a side endeavor that's fueled Mm -hmm. by something they actually love to do and that makes them happy and it's like hey this makes me an extra 1k a month that's good that's going to get rid of those bill those little extra the little extra hundred dollars you didn't um plan for your bills a rainy day here, a rainy day there. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we have to live in that freedom mindset and how you want to attain freedom for yourself where you feel able and not restrained, that's up to you. But we have to have multiple streams of income as a basic mindset and we got to be mm-hmm. willing to put in the hustle so that we don't have to worry. If you want to go on vacation, you go on vacation. Like if you want to watch TV or you want to run the water a little longer, run you a nice bubble bath or something, like do that and not have to worry about it. That's what I want for people. And it, it takes certain sacrifice. In that though, it, it's almost a contradiction of what I said, but it's gonna all make sense. Like in that you have to know how to stay within your means, actually live below your means so you have more money. So like, okay, so basically 
it in a scarcity mindset or or, or like a um well I said security mindset. It's almost like because I'm not bashing your parents. My I dealt with the same stuff. It's like close the door, stop opening the garage door. You let in the hot air or the cold air, depending on what season it is. Close the fridge. You have the fridge open too long. It's because basically what the message is is we're just making it. So if you start doing too much, where you're living too much of a life of freedom and having too much mm-hmm. happiness and just being free and carefree, you're going to put us at an uneven balance. And now we're going to be in scarcity. We're going to be in debt. But you wouldn't have been in that scarcity if you didn't have the mindset of security from young. If our parents, let's say, is in their 30s by the time we're teenagers or um, whatever, you know, roughly, whatever, a couple years ago, if they was thinking freedom-wise from their 20s, by the time they had kids or at least those kids got grown, they would their life would be in a flow. Yes, you have to sacrifice initially. Yes, you have to live below your means initially. Mm-hmm. But it should be en route to somewhere, not as a lifestyle. It should be en route to getting to freedom. And once we attain that, ah, we can lay back. Yes, still have your morals, common sense principles, but the goal should always be freedom. And I feel like that's just something fitting to say on this financial freedom episode, you know? No, I definitely get that. So one of the things... Um that you said it was just more so like that poverty mindset. I remember, um, I think it was a Dave Chappelle comedy and he was, you know, talking to his dad and he said, um, his dad kept like bickering about whatever bill or something like that. And Dave was just like, one day he just had an outburst, outburst and he was just like, damn it, I hate being poor. And his dad was like, son, you're not poor. Um, he said, yeah, you're not poor. Poor is a mindset. We're living in poverty, some shit like that. Uh, it was one of the okay. ways okay. where he said poor was poor was definitely like a mindset, though. It's like and you, you could be living overcome. in poverty but not be poor. Exactly, you could overcome that mindset of being poor right. type of thing. So I get what you're saying with the whole poverty. Like our parents have that impoverished mindset, where it's like they've been, you know. And based on knowing you and you knowing me, we know our parents. Their upbringing wasn't pretty much like um, silver spoon type of up, upbringing, so we know where they came from. So they've learned the value of things because they've seen their parents struggle a certain amount, and they they never really had that that gap where their finances were so high up there that they couldn't. You know, I feel like as black people, and I kind of generalize this, I feel like we all go through the same struggle where it's like, you know, we always are just barely making it. And one thing could just push us back three, four months at a time. And I feel like because we don't have that home training of how to manage finances, we're always in that same mindset of like, yo, fuck it. Um, you know, my parents had to struggle. I struggled. They struggled. And I'm going to keep on struggling. My kids are going to struggle. It's like, when do we end that cycle of like, yo, let's stop struggling, you know? And like, there's so many ways to create wealth because we see so many of the other families in the world doing it. It's just a matter of how do we set ourselves up in a position to do that. So... We were talking earlier about credit and how, you know, our families always said, don't use credit, don't get into that credit. You know, credit is a bad thing. But when they, when you find out they actually use credit for certain things, they kind of have like a bad taste in the mouth behind the credit. It's like maybe they had car loans that took forever to pay off or they had the mortgage and it took forever to constantly refinance that and, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And now they've given us the advice like, yo, don't use credit. Like credit is not such a bad thing where you can't use it. It's more so on how you use it. But they never even tell us about like where you spend your money at. Instead of saying like, "Yo, um, you have your money," I see you got your little job and shit like that. 
and you're going to Dunkin' Donuts every morning for coffee, she's like, yo, let me show you how to save more money. What you do is you brew yourself a coffee. You know, you brew your coffee every morning, and the money that you would have spent at Dunkin' Donuts, you put that into a savings account. And every day you see your money add up. Mm-hmm. That's one way of saving money, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah. we never had that education about that. Yeah. I'll give it back to you because I was going off a little rant there. Now you're good. Um, there was something else about the last... Oh, I'm going to respond to bo- two things. So the first thing was, like, I want to double back and say, like, shout out to both of our parents because they both started in the projects in New York. So uh, mine in the Bronx, yours in Brooklyn, I believe. So, like, mm-hmm. they did level up. So I don't want to act like there was no level up in the process. Like, because mm-hmm. um, I, I know my mom be watching these episodes sometimes, so I want to shout out. Oh, like, she's going to <laughs> and even if she wasn't, I'm just keeping it real. Like they, they did hustle. Like, but this is my thing though. That doesn't take away from the mindset. How did you get it? Like, mm-hmm. and, and and it's not a bad thing because if they look at the generation before them, they came up. So that that's yeah. what I was really trying to say. And our job is to come up even more now. So mm-hmm. so part of my mindset wouldn't be what it is if I wasn't afforded some of the opportunities that they hustled their asses. You know, hustled and busted their asses for to, to help me get. So, but the idea is, okay, if we're going to have a nice house in the Poconos, I want to have it on an abundant level, not a, it's still a certain mindset of how did you get that bread? Did you mm-hmm. have to work three jobs? Did you have to do like a lot of extra stuff that you're like, this is not, you know, this is not not saying it's going to be easy but you get what i'm saying like i'd rather make a dollar a different way you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but um you know so again i just want to clarify that's not to knock them and i'm sure the mm-hmm. people who's listening like your parents have made sacrifices as well i don't want you to take anything we're saying as a way to like oh yeah my mom was in a scarcity mindset or a security mindset too or my dad x y and z mm-hmm. i'm sure they did something positive to get you where you are your job is to carry the torch, and we're sharing this information to um, help you to revolutionize your mind and get that much further along in the journey. But mm-hmm. getting into the credit, um, yeah, so coming up, like, I've seen my dad. He wasn't that great with credit cards. Um, I I know between, I don't know how, I, I assume my mom's credit was real good because um, she is pretty good with money, but, like, Overall, coming up, the match, the message or the mantra was stay away from credit cards. Don't get no credit card, son. Don't get no credit card or, you know, don't. But and I've talked to a couple friends and their parents said the same thing. Don't like mm-hmm. just they made it seem like credit cards were a bad thing. But credit cards aren't mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's how you use it. And mm-hmm. I want to educate the listeners now. Like if you don't have a credit card now and you're in a position to you're in a, a, a good enough financial position where you can use a credit card successfully, I advise you to do it because credit is going to open so many doors for you. And when I say that, I mean having good credit is going to open so many doors for you when you want to get a house, when you want to get a car, when you want to maybe even uh, rent at an apartment, whatever you want to do. There's just so many ways where people want to run your credit because basically it's a way for that person to see how reliable are you? Can you pay something back? Should I trust you with an upcoming investment or, you know, maybe a cost, but some form of upcoming financial transaction? Can I trust that I'll get that money from you? I don't have any other way to judge it 
based on your track record from that. So you could be a great person. You could be the life of the party where you when you go places and you think that just because you have a good smile, a nice personality, when you walk into these establishments, they're gonna just be, oh yeah, 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 I like you. Know, I like your vibe, bro. Here you go. Here's a here's a twelve month lease. Nah, it's not gonna happen. So, so this is the game though. When you get the credit card, only get it if you have. Only get it and use it with the money that you have in your checking account, in your bank already. And this is what I mean. So if you get a credit card, you know, let's say you have a, I don't know, $2,000 limit. They say you want to stay within 20% of expenditures of your limit. So I don't know, what is 20% of 2000 Is it 400 about? 400, something like that. Mm -hmm. So you want to have at least $400 used and then paid off on the card. So that could be different ways you add it up. If you're going to put some gas in your car, that may cost $50 to fill it up. You may go to Walmart after it spends $60. Um, you may, I don't know, go shopping at the mall and spend another $50 on clothes. You should have went to all these places knowing that you have $160 in your bank account. And what you're going to do is buy all three of those different things on the credit card instead. And... By the next day, usually they'll have the balance posted. Hey, you owe 160 on your credit card. Take that bread from your checking account and put it right into the credit card ASAP if you can. Now, that is going to gradually build your credit because you're showing that I can be lent money and paid off, lent money paid off. And when you go to other establishments where you want other opportunities to align for you, you're going to be more likely to get approved for that because they see you have a good track record. Now, what messes up is when people go into a credit card, we're getting back into mindset. They get into a credit card with a wrong mindset and say, oh, you said I got all this free money to spend and I can just get to y'all later. Then they're going to just start running it up and a mm -hmm. month goes by. They ran up the whole 2000. They have no plan on paying that back or they could pay it back in very small increments. And as a higher interest rate uh, or, they, or, or they're going to just have their interest rate over a longer period of months because it's going to take them a while to pay that off. You only pay the interest rate when you don't pay it off right away, when your balance is sitting for several months. So if you can buy something, pay it off, boom, you're in the you're in great shape. Now, last thing, and I'll get you know throw right back to you, Taekwon, is uh, I get it where if you're in a situation where you only time you should spend money that you may not readily have right available with a credit card is if it's an emergency, like your car is about to break down. Like I had to have a dental procedure done, um, several root, two root canals, um, and because my, my teeth would ache anytime anything touched it. Like I just can't live like that. And it's just not healthy for my teeth. So I had to do it. But even with that, I'd say you better know and budget your money accordingly to pay that thing off with like in maybe four months, five months, you know, whatever mm -hmm. fits in a small amount of months, as in as small amount of months as possible, because you just don't want to get yourself in the jam. So that's my take on credit. Okay. I know you got something to do, so I'll throw it back to you. Yeah, so as far as like credit, I, I really I understand the whole process of developing credit, you know, starting off with a new card, secure card, and then maybe paying off whatever balance or whatever. But I feel like to put yourself in a position to start using a credit card, we need to reflect on our budget. Where is our money currently going right now? How much are we spending right now? How much free money do we have? And if you have a, um, a savings account, how much are you allocating to that savings? Can you save more? Because like Rashard said, you don't want to go into a position where you got to pay that interest back. Mm 
it makes no sense to borrow money from somebody and then pay interest on top of that. Like if you're borrowing money that you know you don't already have, and then you're gonna pay to borrow that, it's just pointless. It's like get money your own way type of shit to me. So always look at credit as like if you can't afford to buy it twice, don't go borrowing money from that. That's how I look at it. So if you want to make a purchase for gas and gas costs twenty five dollars, if you have fifty dollars in your account, swipe it for the gas. That way, you know, you're already ahead of yourself. That means when you pay that bill, you still have $25 in your account left over. You don't want to be just spending this money and going broke behind it. Also, when you um, go ahead and develop that credit, I want you guys to have an emergency fund already set up. So like Rashad said, you had to go through a certain procedure. I know my parents always used to have a credit card just for emergencies. But it's like, bro, if you can't, if you can't pay that money back right away, then that emergency is just setting you back even further. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Sometimes some house emergency may happen, and that's a big thing. But, like, if you can't like, have, like, a couple thousand dollars laying around for mediocre emergencies, like maybe replacing car parts or something like that, then there's no point in you actually using that credit card freely. Find a way to develop that financial, um, I guess, I, I don't want to say freedom. Um, just find a way to balance your finances in a better fashion so that you can have more saved up and allocated in case things happen. And then you can have that credit card to help you build that credit score for your house in the future. Or maybe you want to do like real estate in the future where you start like flipping houses or something like that. Or renting out properties and you want to like build credit for that. I look at credit as being like a long-term um, item for leverage as opposed to a short-term item for leverage. That right. makes sense. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I think we hit a lot of great topics when it comes mm -hmm. to financial freedom, credit, and just a different mindset when it comes to um success uh and just establishing some type of wealth and income for yourself and just not mm -hmm. settling so you know i just hope that whoever's listening got that like you you got something from what we said and, and you're you're gonna either enhance your mindset or make changes to it if you mm -hmm. feel like the mindset has been thinking the wrong way and not getting you the results that you want mm -hmm. because um again in this season we are preaching the message of you placing your power first and we're coming mm -hmm. at it from multiple different directions so financial uh i guess you could say literacy but like just yeah, understanding works. finances in some way like that is so crucial you know there's different opinions of if it buys you happiness or not but all i know is that i haven't seen someone who's really happy or like feeling like they're free when they have zero dollars so take that mm -hmm however you want to take it like i think money is important but i prioritize i i put it i keep it in its place it's not mm -hmm. the, it's not like i become a slave to money it's not like you know i'm like oh money is above god money's above my family money's but no you need family you need a purpose in mm -hmm. life you you know in my opinion there's god you got to have a good relationship with god like there's different things like that, but let's not fool ourselves where we can't get to the bag too and be happy about it and proud about it and make plans to actually get income and sustain this income, if not increase the income. Like, just keep it going because you can't take it when you die, but I believe that it's our job to make it a hell of a time while we're on earth. Why not? We got to be here mm -hmm. anyway, so why not make it the yeah. best time we can? And once you get money, you'll start to see what stuff is being hidden from those who don't have like you get so many more doors open you get to open your mind you get to travel more i don't got to go on and on y'all know what y'all can do with some good money so you know that's just my 
my uh, message on this episode. You funny as hell. My guy was like, yo, we're about to wrap it up and then go on a whole nother tangent, bro. I got, I got to close but it listen, up. I'm just going to close it out. I'll keep it short and simple. Before you go ahead and act on whatever impulses, always do your research first. So use this platform, this episode as like maybe the stepping stone for learning more about credit and then go do your research and, you know, make your final decision yourself. Yeah. So, yo, what can they find you at? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 All I do is fit. All I do is fit on uh, Instagram. All I do is fit on Snapchat, and Facebook is Taekwon Lino. Go ahead, drop your shit. All right, you can find me at Richard underscore Neil on Instagram. You can find me at Richard Neil on Facebook. Uh, Richard Neil on YouTube. Uh, I don't really use Snapchat, but Richard Neil on Snapchat. Um, you can hit me on my email, which is freedomfitcoaching at gmail.com. I think I covered all of them. So, again, we want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, tell your friends about it if you really enjoyed this episode because we got so much more coming. We appreciate you guys' uh, li- listens and views on Spotify alone. I just got to say, on Spotify alone, and we got several platforms that we're on, we got 1.5K organic listens. And that's, you know, there's some people who have way more. There's some people who have less. I'm saying that because it's a testament of hard work and believing in ourselves. We just passed a year that we started the Competent Conversations podcast. And if you want to do something, whether it's a podcast or something different, go ahead and do it because people out there need it. People out there will will listen to you and you're helping somebody. So I want to thank you all for your support. And tell someone else about it. We'll talk to y'all in episode three. Uh, sorry, four. <laughs> 20 dub, we really aiming for the head this year. We ain't wait for a seat at the table. We pulled up a chair. And the view is so beautiful from here. I might shed a tear. I ain't moving. I'm cool.